Hey there, welcome back to Just a Cabaneta, and we are listening to Ayo Kitty. We're listening to the Midas Touch podcast, and here's some great news that should lift your spirits like it did mine. It's uh, the headlines 17 hours ago. Trump's attorneys prepared for criminal charges. Yay! Hallelujah! Hey! Won't you play? Okay. Criminal charges. Oops. That is beautiful. Criminal charges. Um, just like sharing this with, uh, some freaking great news. Got the mightiest good. Breakfast rants or um, politics go. She's awesome. Okay. 
like Michael Moore, like Marielle Trump is the niece of, of Mr. Aspey. It's Nazi dump Trump. <coughs> Porn shit clown. into the chase. <laughs> Cuts to the chase. Okay, so I think I'm still podcasting, right? Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona and KPYT, Pasquayaki Tribal Radio, On the Res with Trista Show, Pasquayaki Reservation, Town of Autumn, Navajo, Hopi, um, there's 22 official tribes. I wonder if there's actually more than that, but those are the official, uh, there must be more, I'm sure they're absolutely sure. Anyway, so yeah, and write me in for state, mine inspector, um, the Democrats left a race open with no Democratic candidate. So I saw that on the ballot, and yeah, we can't have that. We can't have, we can't just give the GQP these seats without a without a fight. Anything, any seats. They should be freaking nudged out of not nudged. They should be hauled out of their offices, and and arrested for treason and terrorism and sedition, of course, and, you know, bare minimum insurrection, okay? Keep your eyes on the prize, America. Aim for, if we could just get them all disqualified from running for office again, that, you know, that would actually, you know, solve the problem. <clears throat> yeah, if we just got them out of there, you know, it's kind of like, what is it like? <coughs> Say you have a rat's nest that you have to clean up, the, the, the POV, you have to clean up a rat's nest. <laughs> And the best way to deal with a rat's nest is to douche it out, as my moneymaker says. To douche it out, douche, you know, when I was, uh, when I went to 
Deutschland. I've been to Germany. I've been to I wonder if he's, I wonder if Nazi asked if Trump has ever been to Germany. For sure, so must have been at, uh, yeah, yeah, he must have been, because he's got some loans out from Nazi Deutsche Bank. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> things everybody should know. Okay, let's get back to the showman, Manchester, um, yes, okay, 39 minutes left. Right here in the United States, so we'd not be beholden to China and other countries across the world who produce these semiconductors. Uh, Biden has uh, nominated and she was appointed Katanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. Biden has... Um, nominated and has over 73 it increases by the day um, you know 75 appointments to federal judges which is so critical I can't even tell you how important these federal judges are look who Biden nominated to last week Biden nominated one of the female lawyers who argued for the Jackson Health System in the case Dobbs v Jackson Health who would strongly protect a woman's right to choose he nominated her to become on the judiciary um, Lots and lots of these are like any one of these. These are big wins. These are big wins. And then the culmination of all of these things are tremendous. They scored their touchdown. Now let people know what you've done for them. And it's not a false bravado because you've actually done the work. You've done the crunches. Now show it off to people and let them know what you did for them and get them excited about it. Jerry, I think we've seen that in the past like few weeks, especially. I think we've seen them start to rise to the occasion. And you could say it's too little, too late, but I think it, I think the timing is, is just Perfect. right. Could, could they have started I, whoa, sooner? Whoa, whoa. Sure. I didn't say too little, too late. Don't throw those words in my mouth. I was I was <laughs> saying you said that. I wasn't saying.
Boston. You said that. I say, you know, Boston, people may say, oh, too little, too late. But there are now about 99 days till election day. I think the timing is perfect for this. I think every single day. right now they're being relentless and remember when you talk about messaging messaging isn't only like let's come up with a quirky slogan that everyone's totally like Like messaging is all about actions as well and so when you see the democrats day in and day out pushing these bills that are universally popular and republicans blocking them uh that is a form of messaging and that is something that we need to run with to the polls and it's really what it's exposing really is this idea between the democrats being normal civil servants, politicians who want to pass legislation to solve problems versus the Republicans who have just become extremists, like just full on extremists who are really like at this point, like if they wanted to destroy America, they wouldn't be doing anything different. They would just be behaving exactly as it is. And people are waking up and seeing them as extremists. There is a new CBS YouGov poll that shows that over 50% of women now say that they think Republicans would be worse for women if they got in, which is a big shift from previous polls here. And what women are saying about Republicans is that Republicans are too extreme. These people are wackos. We can't trust them we can't trust them with our kids we can't trust them uh, with our relation of any say over our bodies we can't trust them over our communities over the suburbs over our schools these people are out of their mind if you look at the polling in general now democrats are polling 10 points ahead 10 points ahead of republicans with women in the pool of likely when people were asked for their party choice in the upcoming congressional election so that's a really really big deal it's a seismic shift and it's something that is 
close, really even ten we points. Just, you know, should keep be pressing these issues and show that yeah, these people are extremists. This election needs to be an indictment on down. Republican corruption and yes. Republican extremism. Thank you. Nowhere is that seen more in the Republican vote against our troops, against our veterans. Um, the Democrats introduced an important bill uh, that would increase health care access to our military veterans returning home from abroad who have been exposed to toxic burn pits. Now, let me just give some background on it because I think I can explain this in a very kind of simple way. So in June, the Republicans and Democrats voted in favor of this bill to provide health care access. In July, the Republicans and Democrats were given the same bill to vote for. Literally nothing changed in the bill. Well, if you actually compare it, and you can do this by going to the website where the bill is displayed, you can just pull up the bill and you can look at it and say, was anything changed? Like literally the only thing that it was even edited slightly was just the name of the title because it was now just being voted on to become an official law. Yeah, there, were, there was like there was a clerical error that needed to be fixed so that the wording was actually able to be become law, and there was a line about a benefit being non-taxable that was like a very minor inconsequential thing. And I, I believe it was 84 Republicans voted for this same exact bill. So any excuses they have right now. Let's be clear, are complete lies, complete fabrications. They're and so what their lie, though, is, is they go, well, we're upset that the funding is mandatory and not discretionary. It shouldn't be mandatory. Well, first off, in the previous version of the bill, it was mandatory. It, nothing changed from the June bill you voted on to this bill now. But... Why would you want it to not be mandatory? Wouldn't we want our troops to have mandatory, like that it actually definitely... It, yeah, it's, like, because, it's because they're thinking if if they're able to get power that they could then divert those funds to their projects, right? Like, I mean, they, they exactly. don't want that money to go to vets. They want to be able to be like, oh, you know what, that $400 billion, guess what? It's discretionary, so let's spend it on these contractors who, you know, we owe uh, something to. Let's spend it on whatever. But Democrats are like, no, this, this should be mandatory. It should go to our vets. 100% of the money in this bill should go to our vets. The language and, says that in the bill, too. It says it should go to the vets. There are no, there are no, there's no pork. There's none of these side products. There's nothing else in it except for yeah, this. Yeah, they're shutting and it down because like they can't get any pork out of it. All who voted for this back in June, it's the same exact bill. It's the same exact bill as the one I, that they voted down just now. I actually think it also gets a little bit darker than that, too, because Democrats don't look at it this way, but Republicans certainly do. What we were just talking about before, all of the all of the wins that that, that Biden, the Biden administration, Democrats have been putting up. This would be another thing. This would just be another amazing accomplishment for the Dems to, to get through, but really for Americans and for our troops. And Republicans are looking at it like that, like it's a basketball game of who could get the most political points before the midterms. And so they're trying to block everything. What's weird is like, even like in a, you know, you don't want to give the Democrats a win. I still don't understand the political calculation here. Like, like anybody normal who's not in that 20% of, of crazy people, you know, of voters, um, it looks at this and goes, yeah, they're trying to screw over our veterans. Like, like that.
can't be a political game. So I just don't understand their political calculus here. But I think what this is really... That was it, though. They miscalculated. That was I it. They, they, I, they, they thought they were... That's why they were fist bumping. They were now they're trying to it. cover it up. And I think what exactly. they didn't expect was having somebody who has the gravitas as Jon Stewart out there calling him and them out for their BS every day. And what I love what Jon Stewart's doing is, oh, I know it's me, the liberal piece of shit. I, you know, I'm a liberal piece of shit. Look at me. I'm Antifa. I'm the, you know, he's joking around at them, but saying, but don't believe me. Believe this veterans group and that veterans group and this veterans group and go to congress.gov and read the bill for yourself. Because when you do those things, guess what? Who are you going to believe? Lying Ted Cruz and his Republican. Republicans who are lying, who voted on this before, or are you going to call the veterans groups liars? Are you going to call your own lies, are you yourself a liar when you read the bills yourself? But it's amazing how you see those fake talking points pushed endlessly. And it shows you how this right-wing disinformation echo chamber works. And if they're willing to lie about the health of our vets, they're willing to lie about literally everything. And they do lie about literally everything. So you can never trust anything these people say literally everything they say is just and that's why they miscalculated it brett which to, to your and jordy's point like they thought they'd get away with it they'd flip the script they'd say that democrats were playing some game and they would do the normal kind of republican two-step and blame it on the democrats somehow like that's what they thought they were going to do but it almost reminds me of like when you know, when Putin invaded Ukraine and then he talked about denazification and that these were Nazis and like Zelensky, same Nazi, thing, same like, thing. Z- and like Zelensky's a Jew. And so you kind of, but you kind of looked at it there too. And you were like, what are you talking What? Like, <laughs> what? And it, it's actually the, it, it almost had the same effect when Republicans here were voting against this, against our veterans to, you know, to kill them and to basically, they start making up all of these things and, you know, speaking so fast like they do. It's a gimmick, it's a Democrat gimmick, 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 this, gimmick, gimmick. And you're like, well, I would have voted for it, but the Democrats, the, it's like, wait a minute, you motherfucker, you're lying to me, you know? And it was so clear to everybody to see that the Republicans were liars and then they fist bumped and they celebrated but it's Democrats are creating those opportunities though Brett and it's a combination of um, you know introducing these bills every day fighting for the people and just being loud about it that's your point Brett messaging doesn't mean as we see it Oh, you got to have like a jingle, like call 1-800-DEMOCRATS and you will get your health care back. Like that's not that's good, that's though. Jingle, yeah, that's jingle. Jingle, that's jingle Ben over here. Jingle Ben. Thank you. But that's not necessarily, that's not what it, like it really is authentically going out there and fighting for the people every day and being loud about that and calling these traitor fascists out like they need to. And someone who's been calling these traitor fascists out right here on the Midas Media network is ken harbaugh former united states navy pilot former president of team rubicon global host of burn the boats podcast you can catch him on twitter at team harbaugh h-a-r-b-a-u-g-s let's welcome ken harbaugh to the podcast ken Okay. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. And of course, everyone in the Midas Mighty Welcome has in. seen Ken on the Midas Touch YouTube videos. But let's get to know you a little bit better, Ken, before I start asking you some questions about <laughs> what is going on today. Ken, if you can just give some of our listeners and viewers a bit of your background in the military, helping vets out thereafter, and kind of catch us up to the current. Yeah, in 20 for seconds sure. or less. Go. For sure. Well, in 20 <laughs> seconds or less. <laughs> 
some, some of it's behind me. I was a, a Navy pilot, combat recon, um, got out, went back to school uh, when I started a family. And honestly, probably the toughest professional decision of my life because so many better men than me and women stayed in. I got out in the middle of uh, the, uh, the height of the Iraq War, but I had a little girl at home, went back to school, got a law degree, um, and that ended up, you know, you. changing my life. I went on to lead some veterans organizations, uh, founded one, and uh, served as president of Team Rubicon Global, and I really do believe that veterans are one of our greatest assets as a country if we can provide them the opportunities to refocus and redirect that passion for service into into serving their communities once again. Ken, so obviously last week, particularly with Republicans voting against a bill to expand access to health care for veterans who have been exposed to toxic burn pits, bravely fighting for our country, we've heard a lot of reactions, a lot of responses to this. You did a video calling them cowards, but in many ways, you know, cowards doesn't even do it full justice, huh? No, it doesn't begin to describe what we saw on the Senate floor last week, because the same Republicans who voted to deny these veterans their their benefits yeah, for toxic exposure overseas, veterans who did what we asked them to, right? Who bore that veterans burden for the rest of us. And the, the contract is pretty simple. We ask you to do, go do that. We're going to take care of you when, when you come back. That contract was broken by a handful of Republicans last week on the Senate floor. The same Republicans who voted for that legislation a month earlier, which begs the question, why did they flip? What the hell were they thinking? It was politics, pure and simple. There was no issue of principle whatsoever. It was the worst kind of zero-sum politics that that makes people hate Washington. And Republicans are the, the main culprit, and who's paying the price? price? Veterans. Yeah, and, and playing politics with the lives of veterans, right? The Republicans were upset that the CHIPS Plus bill to invest in the semiconductor industry passed, which they thought was a trade-off with Manchin, who was not going to support the Infrastructure Reduction Act and invest money into things like our health care system and help out everyday Americans. The horror. The horror. So to retaliate also against all of that, we're going to vote against the vets on the same bill that we previously passed in June, and then we're going to make up in total Republican gaslighting fashion, this idea that isn't true, that some gimmick was added in the last minute, which did not take place, it kind of exposes the whole Republican con. And then that fist bump at the end, when the Republicans fist bumped and celebrated that veterans would die because of their callous actions. Doesn't that just sum up who these Republicans have become full ultra MAGA? It was a tantrum. It was like a toddler's tantrum. They were upset that the the Democrats were on a roll legislatively, and they wanted to slow them down. And then when they got caught, when they got called out, they lied about it. They flat out lied about it. And we could get into the details about, you know, this bucket of money or that bucket of money. But I guess for the for most listeners, I would just say, who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust Ted Cruz and his buddies who have been lying to you again and again and again? Or are you going to trust people like John Stewart, who's had our backs as veterans all along? The Republicans are lying and veterans are dying. Over the weekend, I talked to uh, Susan Zier, who is uh, Heath 
Robinson's mother-in-law. Heath is the namesake of this bill, the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson Act. Um, and she was with her granddaughter, um, Brielle, um, Heath's daughter. And the price that these families have paid for for this Republican tantrum is, I mean, it's it's beyond describing. I, I heard from Susan and then I heard it from someone else that uh, a fellow vet who has been waiting and waiting and waiting for the government to do its job and to hold up its end of the bargain, the last straw was this vote against the PACT Act and he took his life. And we just have no idea how many more we've lost out of that kind of frustration. Can you talk, Ken, to are you seeing in these conversations with vets who may have been independents or undecided that this issue is having um, a real kind of different impact on their way of thinking? Are you seeing any of that? Uh, of course it is. And for the average vet, it's not going to make them a diehard Democrat, but it's going to it's going to expose who the Republicans really are, that they don't actually care about vets when they vote for war, right? They care about the war machine, as John Stewart said, but they don't care about those who are paying the price. They just use them to score political points and then Karen dance on their graves. You know, I mentioned before that the Republican Party has gone full ultra MAGA. Uh, a viral video you did about uh, a month or so ago. Really, does, does, does anyone kind of represent that as much as Eric Greitens? That you have an experienced former governor of Missouri, short, a very short term before he was kicked out for um, a number of uh, horrific uh, accusations and, and conduct and findings in a bipartisan way there. He's kind of resurfaced running for um, Senate and one of his first ads to come out is him holding uh, assault weapon, uh, you know, running with people dressed in military attire and saying they're going rhino hunting, but not even like trying to like a metaphorical rhino hunt to trying to find a rhino out there, like actually hunting humans and knocking down houses with the imagery of trying to like kill his political opponents in his parties. And you did a video about him and how he's lost his way. Can you talk that about how you know him? considered and, and inciting and violence against him. Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, I will... I will say that I think a lot of us have had this experience. Someone we we Terrorism. care about, someone we love, More who terrorism. has been sucked into this vortex, this mag of vortex. Um, and you know, Eric and I known each other since our first day in in college together. I, I went to his his weddings. We co-founded an organization together, and there's. Trying to think of an example, a metaphor for it. Mag is like this black hole, right? And it sucks you into it, and then you become part of that gravitational pull, pulling other people in. And I think that is that's what's happened to to, to so many people. And in in this case, someone I I really cared about, cared about him enough to to reach out privately on a number of occasions. But you know, when this ad came out his ad threatening to kill rhinos, Republicans in name only. My first thought was my mom, who is a lifelong Republican and was one of Eric's staunchest supporters in the beginning. And then when the scandals hit, she reached out to him and talked to him about forgiveness and redemption. And he puts out a video that's basically a hit. 
on my mom and on people what? like her, rhinos who are now targets of people like Eric Reitens because they don't believe that the, the election was stolen. And that, for me, was, was the last straw. And Ken, so you mentioned this like a good ultra MAGA, MAGA, they call themselves the Orange Mafia. It's some weird, disturbing stuff going on. But that vortex that that's taking place, it does seem like over... The past two weeks, inspired by, frankly, I think the work of the January 6th committee has helped democracy get its mojo back in a way. Just seeing how in a modern environment you have to just fighting for the people sometimes isn't enough. You have to show that you're fighting for the people and you have to do it in clips and you have to tell a story about it and let people really know that you care for them. And what are your thoughts about that and what are your thoughts about pushing people out of that vortex or showing people, look, look, Democrats, are they actually the ones fighting for health care for, for vets? You know, Republicans may say they're back the blue, but they're the first ones to throw the police under the bus on January 6th. Like, open your eyes. Well, we have to tell the story and we have to keep telling it and keep telling it. And it best is told by, by people close to you. I mean, it's those dinner table conversations with your cranky uncle um, that are actually going to move people, right? And we can provide some of the, the fuel for that, but we have to motivate people to talk to those who will listen to them, who, who care about them. And my fear is that we get the occasional win because you know what's going to happen this week. Let's go back to this burn pits legislation. The Republicans got busted. They're going to come back to the table. They're going to vote for it because they did a month ago, right? Um, and then they're going to try to leave it behind. We can't let them off the hook. We have to remind people between now and November 22, now and November 24, every single election cycle, that this is a battle between a party that believes in democracy, that believes in actual freedom, the, the, the freedom to, to choose, the freedom to, to have basic civil rights, and a party that has gone full fascist. That's what's at stake. And I know people get tired of hearing this is the most important election of our lifetime. But when the country is headed towards a cliff, the closer you get, the more existential the crisis becomes. And every single election is the most important election of our lifetime until we repudiate once and for all the extremism of the Republican Party. Yep. Let's expand on that for just a second. What do you see as the stakes for the 2022 elections coming up? I think the 2022 elections will be a harbinger of uh, 24. And... If Donald Trump returns in 2024, it could well be the last election of our uh, of our lifetimes. There was an amazing article that that just came out in the in the Atlantic where he's talking about his playbook, and he is. I think we have to start taking seriously what the extremists say. When they say they want a civil war, we can't laugh it off, right? When Donald Trump says he's going to deploy every instrument of the federal government to punish his enemies, we can't laugh it off. I mean, it is tempting In fact, we need to, to look at their clownishness and pretend it's a joke. They need to be punished but for as, charge as somebody like once Whitmer, said, charge him a with clown inciting with a flamethrower still has a flamethrower, and they're trying to burn the country down. And we saw it happen when people laughed it off in 2016. It didn't work out so well. And now a word from one of our Midas Touch podcast sponsors. Hey, 
Did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled? 9%? Come that's on. That's wild. People, come on. And that's no matter how much we put in our recycling bin. You think, look, I'm doing a great job here. I'm, it's all going to be recycled. No. 9%. But... At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good, and I gotta say, I agree with them. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine, and get this, by 2025, Grove's gonna be 100% plastic-free. That's like That's an incredible amazing. accomplishment. Like Grove Collaborative's concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles, they're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. That's a win-win right there. So Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Collaborative has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromises on performance. I got to say, the thing that I just really love about Grove the most is that it takes all the guesswork out yes. of everything. Instead of going to these stores and being like, let me read the ingredients on the back of this bottle. I wonder if it's good for me, if it's good you for me. You already know. You already know. Everything there is going to be great for you. I mean, I've gotten stuff for my dog there. I've gotten stuff for around the house, whether it's, you know, uh, hand sanitizers, toilet paper, uh, spray bottles, like anything you want for the house, you get from Grove Collaborative. You know that it's going to be good for you and good for the planet. you got to join over 2 million households already Shout shopping out. sustainably at Grove, and here's how you do it. Go to grove.com slash Midas Touch today to get a free... Thanks for tuning in, and a shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona. In Tucson, and KPYT, Prescott-Yaki, Tribal Radio, for you, and um, Pascual-Yaki Reservation, and the Tona Otham, and uh, Navajo, and Apache, and Hopi, all the other tribes. Um, please write me in for a state mine inspector. In Arizona, the Democrats. A great question, and I think there is actually some good research on this. Uh, and people's proclivity to believe in the big lie or conspiracy theories like Q has way less to do with demographics or geography, who they are, or where they live, than whether or not they consume right-wing media. That is the most important determinant of whether you're sucked into this vortex. Are you a regular Fox News watcher? Are you a, a regular subscriber to these far-right-wing um, online as news outlets? That's how you get sucked in. And it makes perfect sense if you look at history, if you look at the history of autocratic movements from the beginning of time, if you pump enough misinformation into people's heads, it's like it's like a diet. It changes who you are. It changes how you look, how you think, and we have to battle that disinformation. We have to challenge it wherever it crops up, uh, and and it's it's efforts like this that are part of the answer. And I think one of the other pieces of disinformation that I keep hearing from Republicans is that people aren't signing up for the military because the military is too woke. We have a woke military, and that's why. Now, I have no military background myself, but looking at it from the outside, when I see the way that they're treating soldiers when they come home, to me, I go, oh, well, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because they see that we're not giving back when they give, in many cases, their lives for us. So I'd like to get your perspective on this whole wokeness debate it's, and, and it's, what, what they're talking about. There. It's nuts. As a military... Our diversity is our greatest strength. 
Um, not long ago, Ted Cruz actually put out a video just before the Ukraine invasion comparing uh, a Russian recruiting video to an American recruiting video. Yep. And in the American recruiting video, they were talking about um, how we accept people from, from all backgrounds. We'll give you training. We'll give you a sense of purpose. We'll give you a community. Uh, we'll make you proud to wear that uniform. And the Russian video, of course, was a bunch of dudes um, jumping out of airplanes screaming and uh, it was, you know, just kind of pure, pure testosterone. And Ted Cruz says something like, gosh, I wonder which military would uh, would would win in a fight. And of course, <laughs> the Ukraine invasion shows you uh -huh. that <laughs> exactly. we've got the answer, right? You have to have a military that thinks critically, a military that is willing to to challenge convention. Um, if it's going to adapt to warfare in the 21st century. And you look at the performance of the old way of doing it, the Russian military in Ukraine, versus the new way of doing it, the assistance we've been giving to the Ukrainians, their reforms, the weapons that they're using with our help. Uh, and it's, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we've got it right. And Ken, I want to go back to what we were talking about just briefly uh, about Fox News and, and really that being a central like vortex of sucking people in. So we've had the honor of speaking to a handful of veterans on this show previously, and they've told us that at these naval bases, at the Army bases, Fox News is beamed into where our troops are stationed. So one, do you know that to be true? Like, have you experienced that, or do you know that if that's like yeah, actually? I, I know that to be true for a fact. It's uh, it's not always Fox News, but oftentimes the TV in the Chow Hall is beaming Fox News. In other words, it's propagandizing uh, in a in a government space and arguably a really critical government space, a space full of impressionable uh, young soldiers, sailors, airmen, uh, and it's got to stop. To that, what would you recommend? How can we combat that to make sure that, you know, our, our troops are getting the most real and, and truthful information as possible? Well, I don't think the DOD is, is going to listen to me on this. I wish they would, but we need leadership, real leadership out of the Pentagon to say, you know, disinformation is disinformation. I don't care how popular it is, it, it is and it's going to stop. But I think we can do more than that. Believe it or not, when I raised my right hand and swore an oath to the Constitution, I was never asked to study it. And I went through the officer track, right? I mean, granted, it was officer candidate school. It was a compressed program. But they never asked me to study a document that I pledged my life to defend. It is even less so the case with your your average enlisted recruit who goes through boot camp, raises his or her right hand, pledges to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies. It's a document they've never had to read. We have to have a civics education in boot camp with a constitutional literacy component. I think that is table stakes for asking young men and women to pledge their lives to defend that document. And then, Ken, we were talking earlier, uh, I have Ohio roots. I'm currently living in PA. We got tons of big Senate races coming up this midterm cycle. Now, not to just focus on those two, but knowing our connection there, how do you think Democrats are shaped up for those two specific races, PA and Ohio, and enlarge the midterms for Democrats? Look, I got to hedge because... <laughs> Optimism kills in this business, right? Sherrod Brown, our uh, you know our favorite senator from Ohio, right now. Uh, Tim's gonna join him soon. Likes to say you're either running scared or running unopposed. There's only like one way to, to run as a candidate. You either fight like hell 
or you're not up against any competition. So we have to keep that in mind for these close races. Tim Ryan is doing great in Ohio. John Fetterman looks, looks to be doing great in Pennsylvania, but we cannot let our guard down. We have to go into November, into those polling places thinking that it's going to rest on a knife's edge thinking that we're going to lose we have to we have to run scared and get everybody out like the last vote is going to tip us over the edge as my basketball coach used to say play like you're 10 points down yep well ken arba thank you so much for joining us on the podcast we hope you do come back soon we appreciate all the videos that you've been working with us on they've been really great and uh, been making a big impact and we appreciate that as well thanks guys thanks ben Jordy Pratt, been great. We will, we will be right back after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Amazon. The fall semester is right around the corner, and Amazon's got everything you need for the classroom and your new dorm. From laptops and notebooks to stylish new clothing to bedding that's so comfortable you'll sleep through anything, even your roommate snoring. Save on all things college at Amazon. Not music. It's, uh, this episode is brought to you by advertisements. Metal. Okay, enough of that. Gives me a headache. Um, the way that I was in a Chinese-speaking country for 14 years, and that country is called Taiwan. And the it was kind of blissful ignorance about what they were saying um, on the radio and also it was very it was like very irritating tone of voice and a real high pitch like, like freaking helium and, and um, helium um Anyway, so, oh, that's cool. Shows me the, um, what they're covering in subtitles. They're talking about a Volvo. Can you drive a Volvo? Stick shift. electric car with a backup plan. Do you drive a Volvo? Touch podcast, great interview with Ken. Brad Jordy. He's amazing. He, he's he's amazing. I know I said this like after a lot of our guests, but like, don't we have such like patriotic, yes. normal, hardworking, compassionate Ooh. people on our side? Like, I, I, that's what I'm always amazed for. Like, look at any of our interviews and then put it up against like an interview on one of these right wing crazy yeah. podcasts. And just see the difference in tone. See the difference about the things that we are speaking about, about the issues that we care about. And I, you know, I think part of it might be that we, you know, all of us here came from outside of politics, so we're not kind of polluted with that kind of political nature of, of thinking about things. But that being said, like, I really right now, I'm just so proud of what the Democratic Party is doing, what President Biden is doing, because I we need leaders with compassion. We need leaders who are in it for the right reasons. And when we yeah, look at the right me. wing right now, it's a bunch of radical about extremists me. who are trying to take we away somebody like all me. of your freedoms. <laughs> and we can't let them take power. And the good news is the momentum is in our favor.
but we need all of you to stay involved, to get involved, and to do everything. And understand that in these last 99 days, every single day counts. Every single day matters. And your voice matters. So speak up, speak loudly, never be afraid, never be silenced by the people on the right who try to make all this noise. Yeah, we got to really smother these radical fascists with our momentum. The momentum that we're building right now, it's kind of like when you go out and you take that lead. Like, don't fall off in the fourth quarter. Don't fall off in the third quarter. You got to expand on that lead each and every quarter. And that's what we really want to do here at the Midas Touch. And, you know, we always make the ask at the end of these podcasts for you to get involved as well. Jordy, tell people where they can get involved at. Okay, so what you have to do is you have to go to fieldteam6.org. And what they do is they have an incredible list of tons of different activities and ways that you can get involved. No matter your go skill to set, field no matter your previous team. experience in the political space. Look, like we said, we were political outsiders, and it's just been a dream working with Field Team 6. So go to fieldteam6.org, check out how you can get out there and really help out the cause. And let me give you some examples of like some of our Midas Picks of the Week this week for volunteer efforts. Uh, we got in-person voter registration drive this Wednesday on the ground in Irvine, California. If you're in California, get involved registering Democratic voters. We got voter registration training. You could do this over Zoom every Saturday uh, from 11 to 12 Pacific time. You could do voter registration training. Training. We have phone banking. We have texting. We have weekend postcarding. So no matter where you are in this country, you could get involved. We are providing you with the way. So go to fieldteam6, that's the number six, dot org to check them out. That's such a great point, Brett. And also just spreading the pro-democracy message is so freaking important. Like you wouldn't even believe how helpful it's been and how helpful it will be if you just let people know about this podcast. Let people know about the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Subscribe right now if you haven't yet. Subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast. If you're an audio listener, go to YouTube. If you're a YouTube listener, go to audio. It really helps. Tell a friend. Tell three friends. Any way you could help spread the message, we're here. We're going to continue to fight alongside with you. You know, it's such a good point, Jordy, because I think one of the most underrated aspects of politics is the idea of community and the idea of other people agreeing with you and having other people to talk to and bounce ideas off of. And I think if you live in an area where you're looking around and everybody has, you know, has ultra MAGA or something, I think you could get, you know, a little scared by, by the world. Um, but you gain a lot of confidence knowing that there are other people there that think like you and that are in this pro-democracy fight. So if you're out there spreading this message, showing that it's actually cool to be pro-democracy, showing that it's actually cool to get involved and to text and stuff, guess what? You're going to recruit a whole bunch of people. Your effect might be exponential. You might tell one friend. They might tell two friends. Those two friends might tell five friends. Next thing you know, because of you, you lit a spark that ignited a fire, a blaze across the country of people volunteering and helping and saving our democracy. So never think that your voice is too small or too quiet. you got to speak up, be loud, because you are the change. 99 days. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's win. Blue wave, baby. Let's go. I love that energy, All Brett. Right. Let's keep it going. And Jordy, take us out. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.
Right, so, um, <clears throat> let's hear another one of those. Those are great. Um, write me in. Right, I'm changing my um, editing my profile. Write me in. For Arizona State Mind Inspection, Trista Dash Trista Quotes Trista. Trista from in four A Z um state mine um candidates State mine inspector um, podcast. Write me in. Let's see here. Write me in for. Politics, AF. Comedy, AF. Comedy, AF. Progressive, AF. SMRs. Okay. Anyway, so I put 
put as my um, websites if you want to support my work sign my move on petition it's my first move on petition I'm planning to do some more shortly Okay, that's good enough for government work. Now that chick looks angelic. Hmm. Oh, okay. A celestial being has taken over the planet. You're stuck. And since you're our experience, I'm going to pin this tweet. What, Hanky? Anyway, so wear a mask in public indoor spaces, please, to protect yourself and your family and your community. And uh, don't be an idiot. Wear a mask. Also, uh, yes, please go sign my petition to indict Trump and uh, remove 150 traitors from office. HTTPS. It's in. It's in the. It's in the comments. It's in the comment section. HTTPS colon slash slash bit dot ly slash three k a one mmd. But it's case sensitive. So look in the comments.